It's time for the Pistons Pod. Here's your host, Matt Derry. And we are indeed back. Happy New Year, everybody. It's the Pistons Pod right here at Pistons.com. And wherever you get your podcasts, it is indeed Matt Derry. We appreciate you listening and stopping by today to take a listen to our conversation with Keith Langlois, who's going to join us, the managing editor of Pistons.com. If you need to know anything about this team, Keith is certainly the guy to read and follow on Twitter as well. Pistons remain on that West Coast trip. And kind of a really good time to get Keith on the air here because the Pistons are off of arguably – their best win of the season is Sadiq Bay hits that buzzer beater the other night in the win over the Golden State Warriors. Keith, uh, though, these are some late nights for folks, but man, they were uh, treated to something else the other night. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, the, the twists and turns in that game, and, and uh, you know, to kind of have your heart ripped out when Clay Thompson hits that three with, I think there were 2.2 seconds left when they inbounded. Um, uh, uh, you know, really a tough catch and shoot deep three from the wing uh you know and you just feel like oh at that point golden state 17 and two at home you're going to overtime they're going in off that high and well, you know this is going to be a tough one but then Sadiq Bay with just a kind of a miraculous shot at, at the buzzer to win it and uh yeah it was you know it was interesting I, I I thought found Steve Kerr's comments after the game interesting when he said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, that's the kind of shot you don't expect that to go in very often. But I'm a believer that the basketball gods kind of reward teams that play harder. And they were, you know, they played hard throughout the game and, and they were fantastic tonight, he said. So, you know, I think that's kind of a testament to uh, to Dwayne Casey and, and the players for sticking sticking with it through a, a season of adversity. You know, if you, I, I've just, I just posted something uh, after the game on, on Pistons.com about you know kind of the, the challenges they faced this year they've they've they're the first ones to 41 games this year the midway point they've played more games than anybody more road games than anybody they've done it without you know jeremy grant their leading scorer from the last two years and and kate cunningham their leading scorer from this year for all but the first 12 games of the year um you know, a lot of challenges and then four starters, 21 or younger, which would make them a young team by Big Ten standards. But, you know, it's important to, to I think, to have uh, have some tentpole experiences like last night to kind of give everybody the, uh, you know, kind of see a, a light at the end of the tunnel um, when you when you, you see the hard work kind of pay off with 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 big moments like that against uh, obviously a, a quality opponent. It's weird. Let's go back to the Sadiq Bay thing for a second because, you know, you read everything, I read everything. We know what's out there. I mean, the, his name's been thrown out there in rumors. There's moments like last night where you go, man, he hits these big shots. He's such a great teammate. You see all the players just loving that he was the, the hero. And then he's at other moments, especially early in the year when he struggled a little bit. It's been a roller coaster year for him. How, how would you kind of characterize the Sadiq Bay ride these first 41 games? Yeah, it has been a roller coaster for him. You know, I, Sadiq is, is a, a unique guy in that most players that I have known in uh, a lot of years doing this will will focus on one or two things in the summer that they want to that they want to concentrate on to come back better at. And Sadiq has always kind of uh, you know pushed back on that. He always says, "I want to work on everything. I want to be the best all around player I can possibly be." And I think I you know it. 
time will only tell, uh, you know, what, what, how that strategy is going to play out for him. But I think, look, he's a he's already a markedly different player than he was as a rookie. As a rookie, two thirds of his shots were from the three point line. He rarely got to the free throw line. Uh, rarely, rarely put the ball on the floor. So I think with Sadiq, it's he's trying to do go in a lot of different directions at once, and I think that's probably a recipe for some uneven performances. But I think the finished product could be uh, a, a much more rounded player than that you otherwise might have expected when you drafted him, uh, you know, after his sophomore year at Villanova. Um, you know, I, I do know this that in 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 the front office, uh, uh, in the locker room, there's I don't think there's anyone more respected than Sadiq and Isaiah Stewart for the work ethic and kind of the uh, you know the the, the selflessness, the the absolute uh, putting the team uh, first and foremost above individual interests. So um, I, I think the Pistons have all the faith in the world that whatever Sadiq Bay is capable of, he will he will realize that because he's going to. Um, you know, put in the work. Sometimes, uh, sometimes they feel to his own detriment that he works too hard and needs to back off. But uh, you know, um, his, his, I think I think they're 100 percent confident that his his heart and his head are in the right place. It's great too. The other night was watching young players get an opportunity in those moments in a close game in a packed arena. Obviously, you've been out there and you know there's those fans are pretty darn good. Uh, and, and I know the Warriors have not had the greatest of seasons for, for their standards, but it was a packed house. But Killian Hayes steps into a couple of free throws late. Um, the mid-range game has been there for him lately, and it's kind of he's quarterbacking this thing now with Cade Cunningham out. How do you how do you think he's done? Uh, you 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 chose the right word there. He's he's becoming a consummate quarterback. I mean, look, thirteen assists, zero turnovers. The shot obviously was a little bit rusty after after being off three games, and you know for a week's time there, but. Um, he's really, you know, given uh, now you can really see what what Troy Weaver saw in him um, when he made him his first uh, Pistons draft pick in, in uh, 2020. There, you know, he's he's a big, thick kid with uh, a, you know a long wingspan. He's got great size, strength. Still 21 years old. And the only thing that was separating that was holding him back was. Just the inability to put the ball in the hole from basically all three levels. He was having a tough time finishing. The mid-range wasn't falling. The three-point shot, he was under 30%. And, you know, we've seen all of that start to come come together a little bit. And I always thought if he could just get one of those things as, you know, something to hang his hat on, if he could become a three-point shooter, well, the, the, the lanes would open up a little for him a little bit. Or if he could become an effective, you know, uh, scorer in the mid-range or at the rim, then teams would back off and the three-point shot would be there from he's starting to put it all together and he's you know he, he really is has a chance to be an elite playmaker um so yeah and that, that's an important development because i think a lot of people were kind of kind of writing him off even though as, as i said 21 years old um but that that when you get Cade Cunningham back, and you, you know all the the silver lining in Cade being gone for the year is uh, all of those all of those possessions that would have had Cade with the ball in his hands and making decisions are now going to be divvied up by Killian Hayes and Jaden Ivey, and you you know, you would you would think that when Cade does return, those two guys are going to be that much farther advanced. And when you look at the you know the the sum total of uh, of the abilities of those three guys, you, you touch a lot of bases, and that, that could be a really nice, intriguing mix of talents. And because of 
you know, the, of the size of all three of them, the athleticism of Ivy, um, you know, a six, four with, with, uh, you know, long wingspan, Hayes' size, Cade's size. You can play all those, all three of them together and have some really, you know, diverse problematic matchup line, um, combinations for, for the opposition. So, you know, the, 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 the Cunningham and losing him for all but the first 12 games, losing him for, you know, deciding that surgery was the proper course and he'd be out for the year. That kind of took everybody's collective breath away for a minute. But, you know, the, the, the silver lining here is it, it's not the type of injury, you know, if it was a, like a disc injury or a, you know, a, a, a knee injury where you're worried about will he ever regain his athleticism. That's not the case with this injury. He's going to come back as good as new as Troy Weaver said better than ever because this injury, has been bothering him for quite a while and now you get an, an improved versions of, of Ivy and Hayes at his side and, and uh, you know Jalen Duran we haven't even talked about him but the youngest guy in the NBA playing you know arguably the most critical defensive position and Isaiah Stewart transitioning as a power forward there's a that's a that's a really nice nucleus that they put together in, in just a little over to you know span of two calendar years. Keith Langloy with us, editor at Pistons.com. Check out all of his work on the Pistons website. Does a great job. How many how many years for you, by the way, with the team now, officially? Uh, 16 plus. How about that? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, time flies. <laughs> um, t- so you mentioned Duran before. I mean, you know, early in the game on, on, on Tuesday and then just really on the road trip and, and really over the last few weeks, I mean, the the, the – the, the size and just the lobs that the Pistons haven't had a guy, Keith, above the rim like this, throwing down hammers in who knows how long. It's just it's awesome to watch. And to only be 18, I mean, they, they, they've got something special here, don't they? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's – I. My, he has so far beat my expectations for him when, you know, when the Pistons made him the 13th pick as an 18-year-old. I thought, you know, and keep in mind at the time they still had Kelly Olenek and we, you know, we we, we pretty much were assured Marvin Bagley was going to be resigned and Isaiah Stewart was here and, and then they made the trade for Nerlens Noel. I thought, nah, he's going to spend at least until, uh, you know, the 2022 portion of the of the season. He's going to spend a lot of time in the G League, and then opening night, you know, there there, there were some injuries involved there. Uh, Bagley wasn't available, and uh, Linick had been traded, and Noel was coming off an injury, so they needed him on opening night. But I think put up a double double on opening night. And it was pretty clear right from there that he was not going to spend any time in the G League, and in fact was going to be a key part of of the rotation. So, yeah, I mean, very athletic. Um, even in this era of diminished value and importance for big men. I think it's pretty clear that, you know, he's a, he's a guy that has, uh, just the, you know, the, the, the toolkit to be an effective starting center. Where do you, what's next for him? Because it's like, all right, well, they don't really drop it to him in the post that much. And, and this, but like you said, he, he's 18 and it's almost like you don't want to rush. You were talking about Sadiq Bay, always wanting to work on something and then backing him off. A little bit in the summer, but you know, with with Jalen Dern, you almost you want him to take some time to figure out his offense and his game. But you also love the fact that, man, he's just around the rim and does so many great little things. Uh, it's almost like you, you love the role he has currently right now. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, absolutely. I mean, they've they've pretty much said that. Look, you're not going to see it 
this year, but we, we think there's a lot more there. You know, all they want them to do this year is to to rebound, to set really good screens, and to play the best defense he can play. Uh, and you know, he's he's filling, he's checking off those boxes. Uh, last night, eight for eight. I don't think he took uh, he took one kind of a baby hook shot. Uh, a lot of them were lob dunks. Um, he's he's you know leading all rookies in rebounding, offensive rebounding, double doubles, dunks. Um, you know, it, they've, they've given a very sh- uh, short list of things to to focus on this year but very important things and i you know they do i, I don't know that he, look i think he's going to spend his career as a center uh it, it's not like he's going to transition to as i say as stewart has but I, I do think that that you see the the touch he has developed on free throws early in the year the free throws were you know kind of coming out of his hand there wasn't much rotation not much arc he's changed that around he's, he's now a pretty decent free throw shooter i think that there's going to be a you know, like a elbow jumper in his arsenal, maybe maybe by next season at this time, and eventually, who knows, out to the three point line. But uh, they, I, I don't, he, he doesn't need a three point shot to be a, a functional and high level starting center in this league. And and you know, he just turned nineteen at the end of November. There's there are there are so many uh, miles ahead of him before he's a finished product. But he's good enough right now to uh, you know to be on the floor in, in meaningful minutes against holding his own against uh, really good players. I, I think you know to to go from uh, the other thing that's encouraging is you know he's been in the starting lineup for maybe a dozen fifteen games something like that. And I think the biggest leap uh, for any position between the biggest gap between quality of player at any position is center. If you, if you go uh, from starting center to backup center again in, on most rosters, that's, that's a big drop. And so for the first you know two months of the season, he was playing largely against backup centers and, and doing very well. But there's been, excuse me, there's been no drop off in his, uh, you know, performance level going against suddenly now against starting centers, and I think that that has to be very encouraging. It really is. It's a lot of fun to watch, and certainly uh, the young guys just gaining some confidence and kind of gelling has been fun to watch. Keith Langloy with us. You know, it's interesting, Keith. We're, we're we're talking positively, and a lot of the a lot there are a lot of positives with this team. Yet they've only won eleven games. If you had to pinpoint why. Some of these finishes, and obviously Tuesday's was, was uh, I should say Wednesday's, was in their favor. But uh, why is it that maybe they're not winning more? And does it start at the defensive end, do you think? Well, I think it starts with inexperience more than anything. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I really did crunch the numbers on this one when they were, st- you know, uh, they made the change in the starting lineup. So Sadiq Bey comes out as a 23-year-old and Jalen Durham goes in as a 21-year-old. They got even younger. Um, but it's not even that, that they're young. And and they are young. Uh, I, I looked the the Kansas team that won the national championship last year yeah. had older players than this Pistons team. I mean, they had they, – I think – the ages of those guys right now are like 24, 22, 22. They're older than the Pistons. Uh, I, I know it sounds crazy, but there are the Pistons have some players that are younger than than starters on Michigan and Michigan State's team. You know, right now, um, Jalen Duran would be one of the two or three youngest players on on you know in the Big Ten. So, and it's not just that they're young; it's it's where they're young. 
you know, we know young teams have struggled to win in the NBA. Well, teams with young guards especially struggle to win in the NBA. And right now the Pistons starting backcourt is 20-year-old Jaden Ivey and 21-year-old Killian Hayes. Um, they lost 21-year-old Cade Cunningham, who was their primary ball handler. And then, you know, it, it's still a case that even though – Look, defenses in the NBA are very complex and they've changed a lot, but it's still the case that your center is your quarterback on defense. He's got to be the communicator. He's got to be the one directing traffic. And their their starting center right now is the youngest player in the NBA. So I, I think it starts there more than anything inexperience. It, it's, you know, people, uh, it, it is very difficult to to win consistently in the NBA. And, and it's especially difficult to win in the NBA when you're starting, you know, one or two guys. Uh, 21 years old. Their business is starting four guys 21 or younger. Um, you know, I, I, I was as, as optimistic as, as I think it's reasonable to be with with the, the, the core they put together to there was no reasonable expectation that this is, this team should have competed for the playoffs this year, given how very, very young they are. And, uh, you know, it, it starts there. Um, you know, a year from now, uh, it, the, the, the thing is, that the, when the corner gets turned, it can be turned pretty sharply. So, you know, get, get one more year of experience, get maybe one more veteran with the cap space they're going to have, um, you know, one more quality veteran, uh, someone on the magnitude of Ogdahovich over the over the summer, and add one more high-level talent in the lottery. You know, a year from now, in when you're starting, you know, year four of a rebuilding, I think then it's reasonable to say, okay, we should be able to see some market progress, not only in, you know, in the in the in the numbers and in the in the projection, but but in the standings. Um, you know, I, and I, I think that, that as as Cleveland proved last year in year four of their rebuilding, it did it can come together awfully quickly. Cleveland. Yeah. Went from a twenty, what did I, you know, I don't know the numbers exactly, but something like from a twenty-two win team to a, a forty-four win team. Um, you know, that that's the type of leap that the Pistons could very well be on the cusp of taking next season. That'd be great, no question about it. Uh, it's funny every time Troy Weaver is asked about you know what he's looking for, whether he's at the trade deadline, free agency, the draft. What does he always say, Keith? He says, you know, I'm looking for Pistons, and to watch Bogey Bogdanovich play. The dude is such a piston. He's diving on the floor. He's getting mad. He got ejected a couple of weeks ago, which was good. I loved. I love the passion that's there, and just the way the toughness that he is showing. I, I'm growing to love watching him play, and he he wants that basketball. You could tell even on that last shot the other night, the play was for him. He kind of wanted it, but he's been kind of a great fit for this team, hasn't he? Yeah, and you know, I I know that. You know, there's a lot of uh, speculation. Will the Pistons trade him? And and you know, they're they're comes a point where it would be it wouldn't be um, you know it wouldn't be responsible to turn down an unbelievable offer for him but it i think it is so underrated so important for a, a team as young as the pistons are to have a guy who kind of allows others to stay in their lane and when you got a uh, you know kind of an alpha scorer like bogdanovich it 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 alleviates a lot of, of, of unnecessary pressure on the shoulders of others. So if you got that guy who, you you know, in, in, in a tough moment, you know, there's five minutes left in a game and a, and a 12 point lead has been whittled to four all of a sudden, and you're in another hostile arena and, you know, and the heat's turned up, you know, if, if you can call a play that gets the ball to uh, a, a guy like Bogdanovich, who's not, you know, he's not, he's much, he's very, he's an elite three point shooter, but he's much more than that. He, we've seen he can put the ball on the floor. You, you switch a guard on him, he's very comfortable, kind of backing him down and shooting over him. Very, very 
crafty, clever, uh, multi-level scorer. And, and having a guy like that, and Alec Burks, you know, in his own way, is another guy like that. Having a couple of anchors like like those guys uh, are uh, just allows allows other people to kind of stay in their lanes and, and grow naturally without having anything forced on them. And I think it's important to have guys around like that to really to speed the to accelerate the progress and development of other players. Final thing for Keith Langlois, the, the, the Bagley injury. Obviously, Marvin's going to be out at least six weeks with a broken hand. What, what do you think that does to the rotation, and, and how have you kind of viewed his unfortunate just sort of injury-riddled season? Yeah, it's, just, it's too bad. He, just, he, was, you know, he had such a good game in Minnesota when they came back. To, I think he had a double-double in Minnesota when they came back to win on New Year's Eve, and then he gets hurt the next game. You know, it's it's most unfortunate for him, but it's also unfortunate for the for the Pistons in that it's going to limit Dwayne Casey's ability to to play um, Jalen Duran and Isaiah Stewart together as as frequently as he would have wanted to. So, you know, I think he's he's still committed to keeping both in the starting lineup. Um, but then, you know, as we saw last night, he gets he gets Stewart out, you know, relatively quickly, six minutes or so into the game, so that he can take a few minutes on the bench before he has to go back in at center for for Duran. So it's going to limit the time that those two spend together. And I think, it, you know, that the Pistons want those guys to play together because they see them as kind of the, you know, the foundation of, of their team defense going forward to have Isaiah Stewart as that, you know, a, a big physical mobile four and to have Duran as an athletic mobile five, um, you know, a lot, a lot of strength, a lot of length, a lot of athleticism in that front court, but they're not going to get quite as much opportunity to play together that, you know, so that's, that's the, the, the biggest impact and and how Dwayne kind of handles the rotation they really can't afford another injury they really can't afford foul trouble to those guys um, you know they've got Nerlens Noel uh, in reserve uh, obviously a very you know a very solid defender reliable vet um, but uh, yeah it's most most unfortunate for Marvin because I think he was you know it, this was an important development time for him too as we, we kind of forget he's been in the league a while but he's still only 23 i mean he's younger than isaiah livers who you know was in his second season so um a, a tough break for marvin more than anything and uh, and the pistons will have to adjust on the fly to figure out how how they can still maximize the you know the development of that big man tandem with with duran and stewart keith always love uh, catching up my friend thanks so much and uh, happy new year thanks matt same to you anytime Keith Langloy with us, editor at Pistons.com. Read all of his stuff on the Pistons website. Team will be back home this coming weekend after this West Coast trip comes to a close. If you want tickets, again, you can get those at Pistons.com. We'll talk to you again next week.